You're listening to the Zabe Smart Mortgage Podcast, a podcast show that inspires and educates you about the lending process, what trends we're seeing, how to get the best rate, and so much more. Hosted by Fidel Dorado, team leader for the Fidel Dorado team at Zabe Mortgage Group. Fidel has helped hundreds of people with their mortgages, and now he wants to help you become mortgage smart. Welcome to another episode of the Zabe Smart Mortgage Podcast. I am Fidel Dorado with the Fidel Dorado team at Zabe Mortgage Group. And today we're going to talk about the type of loan programs that we offer, the pros and cons, the benefits, and so you can have a better understanding of what we do and what we have to offer you. Thank you. There are several loan programs out there. There are FHA loans, conventional loans, uh, VA, USDA, and there's also down payment assistance programs. Not to mention jumbo loans, right? For for the people that need, you know, or live in an area that that are a higher loan balance and things like that. So FHA loans basically they're they're geared more toward first time home buyers. They're more lenient, um, lower credit requirements, then still coupled with the lower down payment. Um, so it's a great program that that first time home buyers can utilize um, that maybe don't have the perfect credit, maybe don't have 20, 10, 20, 15 percent down. Uh, to put t- towards their, their down payment um, or closing costs and things like that. So um, it is a good program. It is government insured, right? Uh, it's a government insured program that carries mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance is an insurance that uh, protects the lender in case of defaults from the bar, right? So it's a good program that is available to, to people that um, are looking to finally purchase their first home um maybe not have the perfect credit requirements credit scores um so it offers a good resource for 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 some home buyers yeah so conventional loan programs i mean they're loan programs that are securitized by fannie mae and freddie mac you probably heard those terms uh fannie mae freddie mac out there those are what we call gses uh government sponsored enterprises um, they're the ones who basically write the guidelines for conventional loans out there they securitize them and protect um, they insure the lenders, basically the private lenders that are uh, writing these loans, right, for 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 home buyers. Conventional, I, I really like it. I mean, to me, it's one of those loan programs that that if you have the right credit score, right, and if you have at least three percent down or more, in my opinion, it's a better strategy in the long run than it would be a, a, a an FHA loan. Um, but again, it's, those are the kind of things that that we look at. Um, when we sit down and we look at your financial fingerprint to determine what is a better strategy, right? And a lot of people get hung up on, well, you know, the interest rate, the interest rate, the interest rate. But the, you know, something that I always tell my clients is, you know, the slightly lower interest rate, but with the wrong strategy, depending on what your financial fingerprint is, may cost you thousands of dollars more versus maybe the slightly higher interest rate, but with the right strategy. For example, an FHA loan might give you an interest rate of, let's say, 3% today, but the mortgage insurance might be double the cost on a monthly basis, and it's for the life of the loan, right, all 30 years, versus a conventional may be an interest rate of maybe 3.25, a quarter or a point higher, but the mortgage insurance, it's half per month on a monthly basis, and it will go away after you reach 80% of what the house is worth. So it's a long-term savings. So yeah, in, the, in that situation, in my opinion, the slightly lower interest rate is going to cost you more in the long run, right? And those are the kind of things that we're there to provide you when we do give you what's called a total cost analysis or a side-by-side comparison of the different loan programs. So you can really see how much is this loan going to cost you, not only at the beginning, but also, but also maybe in the first three years, the first five years, and throughout the life of the loan, so you can make a more educated decision. 
VA loans are, in my opinion, is the best, hands down, the best loan program out there. If you're a qualified uh, veteran, right? Usually uh, VA loans, they require zero down, right? That's a big plus, zero down. And then when I say zero down, I don't mean like you're not coming in with no money out of your pocket. You still have to pay for your closing costs and things like that. But as far as down payment towards the, the price of the home, it's zero down, right? And no mortgage insurance, which is a, a, a big key factor, right? No mortgage insurance, which can save you, you know, two, three, four hundred dollars per month, depending on the price of the house. Um, so again, VA loans, in my opinion, are hands down the best loan programs out there. Um, the requirements for that is is if you um, were in the you know active service for at least four years, if you were a reserve store uh, uh, in the guard, at least six years. Um, is that you have to be have served in order to be eligible for uh, for a VA loan, and again, the, the one thing that I like about VA loans is is that, and to come to my surprise, over the last um, you know years that you get used to you know doing VA loans is that they may have a higher requirement or a higher debt to income ratio um, threshold that allows you to qualify for a little bit more as compared to an FHA or a conventional loan. It's based more on residual income versus debt to income ratio you know va is a little bit less strict when it comes to that now um, do they allow for co-signers non-occupying co-signers that they do not it's only allowed for either for you or the veteran and their spouse right so you may uh, have your fiance um, that is you guys are eventually going to get married but you're not going to be able to uh, put her on the application um, and uh, apply for a VA loan and consider her income but VA loan, in my opinion, if you qualify, hands down, the best program out there. USDA loans are, are uh, rural areas, right? Uh, 25,000 population and below. They do have income limits for a family household size. Um, so that's another program that allows you to qualify up to 100% of the appraised value, which is a little bit different. So for example, just kind of give you a scenario with that is that if um, the contract price, just to use even numbers, if the contract price is 100,000 and the appraisal value comes in, let's say at 103, 105, well, we can finance up to the appraisal value and maybe even include the closing costs in there or part of the closing costs, right? So that's one of the incentives that a lot of people don't know about USDA loan programs. Now, um, USDA loan programs are, because they are 100% financing, um, and they're government insured, government sponsored. Um, it is a, a very strict program, right? Um, they have higher credit score requirements, lower debt to income uh, ratio requirements. Um, so credit history is also important to, to take into account, not just your credit score. So there are a lot more several factors that are taken into account with a USDA loan than it would be with an FHA with a conventional loan. Uh, but again, just to kind of summarize, USDA rural areas outside city limits, 25,000 population or below, um, and also uh, income limits due to family household size. So those are things that um, that um, you know people need to look out for uh, with USDA loans. Again, very strict programs, very strict with their guidelines. Jumbo loans, and you know, in our area, we you know we live in the Central Valley, so we don't do many of those. But uh, you know, we do do loans outside, where you know we can do loans anywhere in the state of California. So occasionally, I do come across uh, jumbo loans, and those. Um, well, let me actually tell you this: there's a difference. So there's some areas that are considered high balance loans that you can still do a conventional loan for, right? And then there are jumbo loans. 
So usually in the state of California, the the limit for uh, high balance loans, I believe, is like 832275 I mean, don't quote me. I don't have that number on me exactly right now. But anything above that would be considered a jumbo loan. Jumbo loans, um, it's more of a niche product. You know, certain there's uh, more requirements. You have to have at least a 720 credit score or above. You have to have at least six months in reserves. Um, in some options, in some cases, there's no mortgage insurance required. Um, but, um, you know, it, it does get a little bit more expensive with jumbo loans. Um, and it's the, 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 the banks that are out there, they're, they're, they're limited, right? There's not as many banks out there that um, are, are willing to, to um, uh, write jumbo loans. So you, it's more of a niche product. Mm -hmm. Down payment assistance programs are awesome. They're, they're, they're great programs that can help bridge that gap for, for a lot of buyers that just need the, that those extra funds, right, to, to be able to um, purchase their home. They might not have enough funds, um, you know, saved, you know, they're, they're, they're working on a plan, but they're just not there yet. Well, this can help bridge that gap. Now, the one thing about down payment assistance programs is that I always tell my clients is that, um, yes, it's true there. You see it out there in social media. You see it, you know, on the radio, television, um, you know, a lot of people uh, promoting those products, um, you know, zero down and things like that. But in reality, you have to understand there is pros and cons with those programs, right? Uh, and I always tell my clients to be fully transparent with them is that, look, there is programs out there for first-time home buyers, you know, and even repeat buyers. Um, there's a lot of good incentives, um, uh, a lot of help with those kind of programs, but nothing is free. One way or another, you're going to end up paying, whether it be they they are in the form of loans, or they carry a higher interest rate if they become a grant after a couple years. So there is different programs out there that um, that may benefit a buyer, but you just have to understand what the pros and cons are of each program, so you can uh, make sure that uh, you're making the right decision and using those. Um, especially some of these programs that are loans, it is going to be chipping away at your equity. So you might even be going into your home already upside down. So um, just understand that, that you do eventually have to pay these, these uh, assistance programs back one way or another. They have credit score requirements, right? Obviously you have to have a certain credit score. Um, they have debt to income ratio um, requirements as well. So a little bit more strict. They don't want you to max out and what you qualify for um, and then on top of that, use down payment assistance. So, um, so they, they try to kind of monitor that. So you're not getting in over your head, um, especially if you're having to get an additional uh, loan to cover part of your down payment or some closing costs. They want you to have some skin in the game. With the pandemic it's over the last year and a half, is obviously, you know, if there is if there is a silver lining with this, I mean, is, is, is there even a silver lining, right, with this, with everything that's going on, is that interest rates are at historic lows. Rates, I mean, I haven't, I've never, in my 20 years of, uh, 20 plus years of, in the mortgage industry, I have never seen rates this low. So that's one of the biggest things that, that it did, as far as in a positive impact, I guess, that's what it did. Um, but with that, um, you do see a lot of situations to where, People had to take some time off from work, right? Um, they were uh, furloughed, they were laid off, uh, they went out to a part-time basis, whatever the case may be. Is that so? It has impacted the income calculations or how we have to how we approach the the calculation of their income, right? So now in the past we were able to omit those times that they were off of work or they were fur furloughed or whatever it may be. We were able to omit that time frame, right, and then average out the income without that time frame being in there. But now we have to average it throughout. 
So it, that does impact somebody's income and, and things like that. So um, now they qualify for less, right? So especially with self-employment, people that are self-employed, um, you it's become more difficult to document um, and to qualify potential home buyers that are self-employed. Just the over-documentation is, is kind of overwhelming. I, I, I really do not see us having um, what happened in 2008 happen now. Um, what happened in 2008, it's totally different, right? Um, back then you had stated income loan programs, no income verification loan programs, loan programs that were only fixed for two, three, five years, negative amortization programs to where you were only making just the um, a minimum payment, which didn't even cover the interest, right? Um, so instead of your, your, your balance going down or staying the same, if you were doing an interest only program, your actual loan balance, balance was increasing. And if your interest rate was fixed for only two or three years, um, and uh, once that time period comes and you're looking to refinance, and if the market rate is, you know, higher, or if the value is not there, the rate's going to adjust on you. And that's what happened then, right? Um, compared to now, people are having to qualify with, you know, the right income, uh, qualify with the 10 commercials, I'm sorry, uh, qualify with the credit score requirements, the proper credit score requirements, funds to close, they have to have, um, you know, skin in the game now, basically. And so from what I see, it's totally different. And there may be a softening in prices, maybe. You know, we get so accustomed. And I always tell clients, like, we get spoiled. We become spoiled, right? So a year ago, a year and a half ago, rates were maybe like in the mid threes, maybe low fours. Um, so we get used to now hearing the twos and the threes. So the moment that you hear an interest rate go up slightly back into the fours, you're like, oh my gosh, like, this is way too expensive. But in reality, um, when I first got into the business back in like 99 or 2000, the rates were like at nine and a half percent, eight and a half percent. And from what I hear before that, they were like in the 20s and the 30s, right? Like in the 80s or something like that. I don't know when exactly, right? But um, they were really high. So if you compare now, um, yes, prices, you know, because of the demand and lack of inventory, whether it be because of um, production or whatever it may be in, in new home sales and stuff like that. Um, it has caused that demand uh, to skyrocket. There's not enough supply. So, um, you know, but in all honesty, I mean, the way I, when I run the numbers, I still think that it's a better, it's a great time to buy. I would rather pay slightly higher in price with these low rates than versus maybe something that's a little bit slightly lower and a higher entry because at the end of the day, I'm paying a lot less to the bank, right, for borrowing that money. So, um, but we've learned so much from what happened in 2008, and there are so many rules and regulations put in place to to help protect us from something like that happening again. So, as a recap, you know, today for um, to today's podcast, um, as far as the type of loan programs that are out there and which one you may be uh, may benefit you more is FHA. Again, is is more of a program that is that is it's more lenient, right, towards people that. Um, that have that lower credit score requirement and while still wanting to keep a, a low down payment. Conventional loan programs, if you have more established credit and you might have um, the, the have budgeted a more of a, of a down payment, this might be a program that's more uh, geared for you because it's going to help you save in the long run. VA loans, like in my opinion, like I said, they're the best loan program out there for qualified veteran, veterans. So if you're a veteran out there um, and, and you're looking to purchase your home, VA loans, 
hands down the best program out there, right? USDA loans is for, you know, certain areas, certain um, within our community in the outskirts of, of, of um, city limits and things like that, that they may benefit some buyers, right? Um, they, again, they are very strict when it comes to um, guidelines, credit scores. Um, they do have income limits when it comes to family household size. Um, but they do allow for 100% financing of the appraised value. So there are benefits there. Jumbo loans are for outside, you know, areas that uh, have really above high balance um, uh, costs. You know, for example, San Francisco, uh, some cities, in the, especially right now in the Bay Area, Southern California, um, some places in Sacramento. Um, it, typically, that is um, anything over like 850000 or above, up to $1 million or more. Those are jumbo loans, right? So, um, uh, again, we offer those programs. They're available to us if you need those as well. Um, and then down payment assistance. Those are programs that can, you know, really benefit you to help bridge that gap if you need to um, that extra, you know, slight money to cover, help cover part of the down payment or the, the closing costs. But just understand that, you know, that nothing is free. Right. There are pros and cons with those programs and for you to understand what it takes um, when or what's going to um, and for you to understand the benefits, the pros and cons of those programs is important. So you can uh, uh, before you decide to use those kind of uh, down payments programs available to you. This has been an episode of the Zabe Smart Mortgage Podcast. Whether you're a first time home buyer, purchasing your next home or refinancing, being smart about your mortgage options will save you time and money. Zabe Mortgage Group connects you to the technology, resources, and education to make you mortgage smart. From pre-approval to applying to getting approved and managing your loan, visit ZabeMortgage.com.